we hope you do enjoy. You know, we hope you do. Uh, welcome to Rage You Nerds. I'm Mr. Cack. Uh, <laughs> I am joined, like I am on Fridays, by my brother Jared, our collective soul and friend TJ, uh, and we are collectively the nerds. The nerds. The nerds. The nerds. Evil. Evil. <laughs> now is the season of evil. Yes. A child? A child? He's yes, so excited. Child. Of course, He's... a child. Wait, a child? Janos, <laughs> 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 man. Janos. Uh, Janos what a, what Poha. A, what a yeah. groveling turd that character is. But such a great actor. <laughs> Honestly, probably one of the cornerstones of Ghostbusters 2. Like, it would not really, be that yeah. movie without no. him. Yes, absolutely. Well, he's he's got one of, like, the scariest parts. Uh, him walking down the power-out hallway that's just Freaked got, like, the out. red emergency lights on, and all of a yep. sudden his eyes start just, like, headlight glowing. We'll get into that in favorite memories because Ghostbusters, while the first Ghostbusters I thoroughly enjoyed from start to finish because I got to watch it in – not right when it came out, but like probably – oh gosh, 80 – right before Ghostbusters 2 because I watched Ghostbusters 2 in theaters. Um, that's how old I am. <laughs> um, but like – uh yeah so yeah I'll get into some memories on that but that Ghostbusters two like Ghostbusters one and the real Ghostbusters I'll be like yeah this is cool Ghostbusters Ghostbusters two freaked me out and I'll name I can name ten scenes right now that's still kind of like every time I watch it I'm like Ugh. yeah okay well <laughs> let's, let's let's save Ghostbusters two because we got a month boys uh, today. We got a month. Today are reminiscing our fond memories and maybe our abuse of quotes that we happen to know by heart of the first Ghostbusters from 1984. Before I was alive, I was negative three when that movie came out, and yet here I am, obsessed with it. Uh, uh, and, and we will discuss that. Um, but we've also got some variety, so we're back to our variety streams. We'll be covering some topics. I am very interested to discuss Marvel's first sex scene. Now, I haven't seen it yet, but I will. Uh, I'm gonna go watch The Eternals this weekend. But we've got some other topics. Uh, there's more, there's more hashtag releasing cuts out there. Uh, it's just, there's just... Dogs and cats living together. It's mass hysteria, you know? We're all over the place. Alright, uh, what do you boys want to start with? Um, well... Idle chit chat sounds fun, which I think we just did. Spirit, um, some people fear it. Some people, can't. people fear it. Spirit, some people just won't go near it. Yeah, we're gonna. That's gonna. We're sorry. We're gonna kill you all with that, and we apologize. Yeah, yeah. November's gonna be rough if you don't like that song. <laughs> or the. Um, I guess we're gonna have to take yo, control. Yo, my, kid, my kid brother was interested in one of those proton packs. A proton pack is not a toy. I guess he's right. <laughs> 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 we like, got, we got, we got. <laughs> well, hey, so right off the bat, uh, TJ, unless you have any uh, any quarrels with this, I say we jump right into nerd headlines for this week and go ahead and knock that out since uh, we. I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of Ghostbusters to talk about, so I think we get these headlines, right. we get these rolling, and, and, and go from there. All right, let's 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 do that then. Uh, and we got a big a big chunky one, a big chunky one involving Superman. So we'll we'll do that one um, a little bit later. Uh, so Marvel has its first sexy. Well, the MCU. Now, if you've been a fan of the Netflix series of Marvel shows, those people are having a lot of sex. But <laughs> apparently, in the MCU theatrical release world, 
we finally have our first sex scene, and it will be in Marvel's Eternals, which if you go by Rotten Tomatoes, is the worst Marvel Cinematic Universe movie <laughs> ever. <laughs> so yeah, um, Who couldn't tell that just by the trailer and all the questions? So the sex scene, I think, probably has something to do with uh, Marvel Superman and Green Lady. I'm going to be honest, I don't know any of the characters in the Eternals, nor do I have any fond connection to them, nor do I know their names. Like, one's like Icarus, there's like a, there's like the Black Knight, like, that's just, that's gibberish to me. I've been watching the Doom Patrol, like, I, I can deal with, like, random obscure characters now, but, like, <laughs> this grouping, uh, there's just no emotional investment. We, we kind of crapped on the trailer, the, we've never got involved before. Followed by oh, yeah. five, followed by 15 seconds straight of us getting involved. <laughs> it's just like, what? Why? Well, okay. All right. This movie. But apparently it's a big deal. There's sex. There's, there's a, a, a twist in it. A twist. And then there's a cutscene at the end. That will forever change your mind. Um, so, are, are y'all ready for some Marvel sex? <laughs> Elser wants to know, boobies or not? Nah? Probably not, nah, Elser. Pro unless it's a man's chest. We will get a lot of man chest in this, I imagine. Yeah, probably so. And I, I think, like, Marvel has been kind of pushing the envelope, kind of going more to that, you know, adult and getting a, not getting away from the kid-related things. But, like, a lot of people that liked Marvel when they were kids <laughs> are now adults watching this. So I kind of see where they're coming from on this. I don't know if it's the correct play or a, a good play even, but they're testing. I, I feel like this is a testing the waters kind of thing to see how it goes over. And uh, based on Rotten Tomatoes, which we all know they're wrong. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's a testing the waters kind of thing. And I don't know if this is like, I don't know if this was intentionally. We're like, no, 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 we got to have a sex scene. It's so much as someone went like, why don't we try a sex scene and just see what the reaction is to see if we can do more sex scenes or and that all also depends on if the sex scene is done well because you can have a sex scene and it can completely suck and it may not affect the rest of the movie. You could have a really good sex scene like they want on like the ones they do on those special websites and it could the movie could do way better than you intended. So I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't think this was and I don't know. I don't feel like it was um uh, one of those we have to have a sex scene as much as so much as getting it kind of in there and saying hey let's see what happens if we do this. TJ, I don't know that the fact that Marvel is having a sex scene in a movie is such a big deal. It's that Disney owns Marvel and Disney is acknowledging that, you know, people might actually have sex outside of, you know, just whenever. <laughs> um, so that's a fair point. So it doesn't that doesn't surprise me like, oh, Marvel has a sex scene. Well, watch Deadpool. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a pegging scene. I mean, uh, let's yeah. just say that. So, so, you know, but it's the fact that it's Disney, it's a Disney owned product. It's, that's kind of where I think the big deal comes in, but keep in mind too, it's also a Disney and a Disney owned product and probably what a PG 13 rating. Yeah. So we're probably not looking at anything beyond like TGIF sitcom type sex scene. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. But it doesn't, to me, seem like it's going to be anything beyond, like, you see a bed with sheets, and then you see a close-up of people kissing, and they're like, how was that? 
and you probably won't even get you. <laughs> Do you like oh, that? Wait. <laughs> you like that sugar dance? Want to see a dead body? Want to see a dead body? Kirk Cousins rolling in. You like that? You like that? Right. So I yeah. don't I don't think it's going to be so much of uh, of a big deal. It's going to be like one of those, you know, TGIF sitcom kind of things where, you know, maybe the close up of their faces with them kissing and you might see their shoulders. Ooh. You never know. You know, I mean, that's risque, right? That is. Seeing shoulders in yeah. a Marvel Disney movie. Scandalous. But yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that it's Marvel, like I said, watch Deadpool. Deadpool is Marvel. Of course, Deadpool was a Fox Marvel product as opposed to a disney marvel product yeah so uh, fair. i fair. agree i think i think it's just a shocker because it is a uh a disney a disney produced film like other than that we wouldn't be talking about this this wouldn't be a this wouldn't be a a topic piece on websites uh if this was any other studio produ- if sony was making this no one cares no. Uh, yeah that's a good also point too. also it's pg-13 they're allowed to say one f word so I hope they fucking do. And that's our one <laughs> F word. <laughs> Sorry, burned it. <laughs> burned it. All right. Well, well yeah. mother fracker. <laughs> this Monday to Friday plane on this monkey fight, or this monkey fighting plane, or these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Speaking of Mr. Falcon, uh, The Great Outdoors. I never oh, saw boy. the movie. I've seen parts of the movie, but I've never, I don't think I fully you remember the movie. You haven't watched this? I've watched parts of it. I've watched parts of it. You need uh, to watch the whole thing, brother. Because they they go they go into they go into a restaurant like when it looks like it's about closed down, right? And they're they're ordering the special and like uh, the the guy the cook in the back is just like cracking open some frozen uh, fish sticks or whatever. Is that this movie? No. Okay. <laughs> then some With other the pair <laughs> some other pairing of uh, Dan Aykroyd and <laughs> John Candy, baby. John Candy so- then is what I'm thinking of. Sorry, Jared. I actually haven't seen this movie. Oh my god! Well, Jared, should like they bits and pieces? Should they make a sequel to this without John Candy? Yes, and I've actually thought about this um, quite a bunch, actually, because so Dan Aykroyd in the movie is married and has two little shining twins. Yeah, that, if, what, if, if you've seen The Shining, go watch this, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So in the movie also, John Candy has a wife and two boys, and they're sort of all this kind of like – so Ackeroyd's character, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. I'm going to go ahead and give a real quick rundown of the entire movie. Dan Ackeroyd's family on one hand is sort of the well-to-do businessman, the ha, 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 kind of I've got a sports car, I've got a Mercedes, that type of guy. Oh, and wait. John, I, did, I did watch this over at your house like probably within the last year. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Now I know okay. where I'm at. So you know all yeah. about the bear and the lamp. Yeah. 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 That's like the three seashells. Only the difference between <laughs> the three seashells and the bear and the lamp is they actually show you what happens with the bear and the lamp. And if you're confused at all as to what I'm talking about now, this movie is on Amazon Prime. I think you have to rent it or buy it. It is totally worth whatever if you're a fan of Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. So um, anyway, so on the other side of it, you have John Candy's family, which is sort of like. Working class Chicagoans, you know, a family just trying to get by, trying to have some fun. Almost a vacation kind of theme, like we're getting out here in the wilderness. We used to come here as kids. I like a little family bonding time. And there are these clashes between Ackroyd and Candy throughout the entire film, and they're hilarious. 
um, until um, you get to the end of the movie and they all kind of come together and then not really a plot twist at the end. But um, no, there wasn't a there wasn't fish sticks. But um, so one of the scenes in this movie is they uh, they go to this restaurant and uh, you get uh, well, what is it? You get the entire meal free if you can finish the old 96er. The old 96er was a 96 ounce T-bone steak and you had to do it in like an hour, I think. And uh, so, of course, naturally, they're like, John Candy, <laughs> why don't you eat this 100-ounce steak? You can do it. And uh, I won't tell you whether he does or not. I will just tell you it's funny. So if you ever hear me reference the old – I have a lot of, actually, references from this movie. The old 96er. Um, let's see. Um, uh, race you home. <laughs> and, if you again, if you haven't seen it, you don't know what I'm talking about. But when you go watch it – some of these are going to come back and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, <laughs> so <laughs> to get through all that, back to the sequel part. I've had a plan for the sequel where you could get John Candy out of it because the oldest son, sort of like they did in the remake of Vacation, um, not really the same, but like <clears throat> you could basically have his son and his son's new family kind of take on the role of John Candy's family and um, still have Dan Aykroyd. His wife, the two crazy girls, not crazy, but shiningy, shiningingly. I don't know how you say that. It looked like the two girls in The Shining, okay, uh, with red hair, which makes it worse. Uh, no offense, redheads, except your demons. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, I, I would absolutely one hundred percent be for this because I've like this is one of those things that I've thought up in my head. I'm like, man, if they were going to remake, not remake it, but like do a sequel to it, how could they do it? And that's kind of been my plan. I've been planning this for years, and I just haven't wrote a good script yet. But anyways, um, I'm all for this. TJ, Chris, well, I, the hell with y'all. Y'all haven't seen it. Y'all don't even know what it's about. Well, TJ's seen it. Yeah, that's right. TJ, what are hot dogs made out of? Uh, I, I've seen it once. Um, <laughs> not enough to memorize it. But I can tell you this, though. like A sequel without the two biggest main cast stars just doesn't seem right like you like the vacation remake you know they still brought back chevy chase and whatever her name is her name yeah uh, yeah <laughs> you know they still brought back them for the parents you know even though rusty's changed with every movie they <laughs> which is kind of probably the ongoing gag why there was a different yes. rusty yep um so I don't it's kind of like making Mrs. Doubtfire 2 without Robin Williams. It just doesn't seem like it's something that's going to work out. Uh oh, did I lose you boys? Nope, 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 nope. I'm still no. here. I just okay. muted and forgot. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, so so Dan Aykroyd is going to be in this, but it's still missing the John Candy equation. Now, Dan Aykroyd is on record saying, I am thinking of who would be like the 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 hard part of all of this right now is figuring out who fits the Candy role for this sequel. But I have a list of names. There are some interesting choices out there. Well, uh, it's not so Chris it, Farley. Well, mm. okay, yes. But it <laughs> seems like he's excited about some names out there that could potentially be in it. And listen, if, if this Jonah point time, Hill's in it, I'm not going to freaking watch it. Listen, if, if Kevin Hart's in it, I'm not going to watch it either because I'm tired of Kevin Hart. Listen, Who he's isn't funny. tired of Kevin Hart? He's, he's funny, sure, but Kevin like Hart. he's the same character in every film. Even Kevin Hart when he's is shorter in than a kegel. Even in Jumanji, where he is acting to be uh, Danny Glover as Kevin Hart, <laughs> he's still Kevin Hart. Like, it somehow is still just Kevin Hart. And 
I, I'm tired of Kevin Hart. It's kind of like The Rock now. It's like he doesn't play different characters anymore. I, it's still always The Rock in every Kevin movie. Hart and The Rock have become Will Ferrells. I, I'm getting really... I'm, I'm, this hurts me to say, but if he keeps getting voice casted for every character, Chris Pratt is about to join that that ranking for me Ooh, too. Because he's yeah. about to be the voice of Mario and Garfield, and I'm like... Okay, maybe we are overdoing the Chris Pratt thing. <laughs> like, maybe we are. You know, uh, there was a day and age. Parks and Recreation. You know, there, just... there was a day and age where it was offensive to be associated with the voice of Garfield, and we could talk about that more when we do the real Ghostbusters uh, conversation <laughs> another week. But I, I'm very upset about all of that situation. All right, let's move on. Great outdoor sequel. We're partially hesitantly. Excited about it. I need to watch the first one, and then I'll give one you my assessment. Excited about it. All right, let's see. Uh, synopsis for The Batman. Are you ready for this, boys? <clears throat> Here oh, boy. is the official synopsis. The Batman is an edgy, action-packed thriller that depicts Batman in his early years, struggling to balance rage with righteousness as he investigates a disturbing mystery that terrorized Gotham. Robert Pattinson delivers a raw intense portrayal of Batman as a disillusioned, desperate vigilante awakened by the realization that the anger consuming him makes him no better than the ruthless serial killer he's hunting. The Batman! TJ, you want to go first this time? As long as he doesn't sparkle in the light, then I'm fine. <laughs> um, whatever, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's... it's it's another Batman movie, and official synopsis is usually not what it turns out to be. So, you know, they can they can throw all these words at us all they want. It's still, it's kind of like, I'm going to wait Damn and see the words. movie before I make a judgment on it because it's Batman. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, uh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so, I, I'm kind of different upon this is because up until really, um, not the Dark Knight, but the, the first one, the Batman um, with uh, Christian Bale. Um, were really all three of those, but a lot of it with the first of the three. You never really get – like they give you flashbacks of um, before Batman kind of thing. And so hearing that and seeing the trailer that I have – or the couple trailers that I have, um, I think that's kind of cool because it gives a – one thing about Batman – and everything, like, everything prior to uh, Christopher Nolan. Batman's human side, not human side, but his personal side is very, they don't give you a whole lot. It's more of quibits. It's more of, like, Bruce Wayne still being Batman, but just not wearing Batman's outfit. With Nolan's version, you get more of the what I'm supposed to be outside of Batman, which I think is interesting because, you know, you get uh, Katie Holmes, you know, the mask is actually you and or the you know you're who this person is behind the mask but who wears the mask is actually Bruce Wayne. So I think that's interesting going into this. I'm kind of curious as to how they pull this off. I like the idea that they're kind of a Batman start a Batman go fund me so to speak. It's kind of like a he's starting out. He's trying to get used to this. He's trying to balance rage and realize, you know, because let's face it, Batman isn't known for his, you know, hospitality shall we say but to me that's interesting because it's never been told before so as i always say with new things that are tried this could go one of two ways good or bad um 
I hope it goes well because I like the idea of telling that story about him as a young guy getting started and how to kind of balance that with like, I'm still for justice, but I, I just hate so many people and I, I hate crime. What would you do if, if I came into your house? You know, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of I'm for it in the fact that I want to see it and I hope it doesn't suck, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I wish I just wish like, listen, I, the studios quit being so cute with shit. Just give us Batman Year One. Like, so many people have clamored for it. It's a highly popular arc in the comic book ethos. Uh, It it was a very successful animated film within the DC collection. Like, we just want to see a young Batman. A Batman that doesn't quite have his stuff together, but is becoming the Batman. Uh, And, you know, he makes mistakes because he's inexperienced. Uh, And you can juxtapose that with Jim Gordon learning his... Learning his way into Gotham and just kind of the, the crap and the muck that you have to swim through to be part of Gotham. The most corrupt place in all of the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited for it because it's the closest thing we'll probably ever get until some director's finally like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we should just make that really popular comic. That's the thing that bothers me is they borrow elements from all the popular stories, but we must make it our own artistic vision. No, just give me the really popular story because it's really popular story. Like, uh, that's all I want. I'm easy to please. You don't have to give me your vision, your artistic craft, your mastery. I don't care about your directorial lens. Give me Batman Year One. It's already there. I, I'll be amazed, you know, spruce up something, you know, you change little tweaks here and there, but whatever. I'm really excited to see Colin Farrell as uh, the Penguin, though. I think that's going to that, be... That's going to be fun. That's a be delightful... Fun. I think he will be a delightful highlight. I, I think he's... He, I don't think he's going to be prominently featured in this one, but because he's going to be a tied-through character that I think will be in the the full trilogy and we'll kind of see him worm his way to the top of villainy, uh, I'm ex- I am very excited to see how that gets played out, and hopefully it does well. Hopefully it does well. But it's Batman. I'm going to love it no matter what. It's just kind of where I'm at with life. There you go. There you go. There you go. Iron's cut! Is, oh, go ahead, TJ. I was going to say, I, I just wish they would make the Batman movie where it actually shows Batman being the detective. He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And As opposed that... to every other movie where he just automatically knows who the bad guy is and what they're doing and just can't stop him until the very end. So this seems to be... Uh, a lot of people, actors, the director himself, uh, people associated with this, that this is supposed to be a return to the detective side of Batman because that is one side that, yes, other people have noticed hasn't been brought up in the movies, really. Uh, so we're supposed to get that. We'll see if we do. We'll see if we do. Uh, I, You know, we right now, based on the trailers, it's essentially Seven meets the Batman. So uh, I can't wait to see uh, how... Not Kevin Spacey because he's a trash person with an awful gray poop soul, uh, but someone that is the equivalent <laughs> of Kevin Spacey's character in the Seven uh, tells us what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in this box is uh, David Ayers wants there to be a gosh dang Ayers cut released or Ayers 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 cut. I believe it's Ayers. Put your hands up in the Ayers. Um, he said, "I put my life into Suicide Squad." I made something amazing. I made something amazing. My cut is intricate and an emotional journey with some bad people who are shit on and discarded. A theme that resonates with my soul. The studio cut is not my movie. Read that again. That's not me saying this. This is a direct quote. And my cut is not the 10-week director's cut. 
It's a fully mature edit by Lee Smith standing on the incredible work of John Gilroy. It's all Stephen Price's brilliant score with not a single radio song in the whole thing. It has traditional character arcs, amazing performances, a solid third act resolution, and a handful of people have seen it. He then also released a picture with Jared, Le- Jared Leto's Joker uh, in a scene that was not shown in the theatrical release that said, Jared Leto killed it, but no one knows. David Ayers is upset, and he wants a gosh dang reckoning. Boys, do you want there to be a release the Ayers cut? I mean, it can't be any more craptastic than what it was. Uh, all you're going to get is more craptastic with more, more of this. No. No, 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 you had your shot, you had your shot, and by the way, go on to do bigger and greater things. Move on, get this one behind you, you fouled it up, okay? You fouled it up, and that's fine, it's okay to fail, it's okay to fail, but just let it go, man, this this was crap, it was all crap, no amount of fixing it can turn it away from being crap. Unpopular opinion, maybe, move on to your next film. Go to the next film. Try doing a Batman one, maybe. No, don't do that. No, 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 no. Do something like maybe um, synchronized swimming, perhaps. I don't know. Just it ain't going to fix it. Release it. Release it. Don't release it. It's going to be three hours or four hours of useless BSery. TJ, yes, maybe. No, am I Am I off the beaten path here? Um, Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> perhaps. So... Suicide Squad, um, like Man of Steel, like Batman v Superman, all these movies came out in a time where WB just did not know how to make a superhero movie. So they did cuts, which is why we have the Snyder cut. You know, it's it's the original essentially cut of what, you know, the Justice League movie was supposed to be, which was way better than the theatrical. Um, you know, WB had that habit of saying you know what, go back, do reshoots, cut it down, do this, do that, do this, do that. And they didn't give the directors a lot of creative choice in the matter because reasons, I guess. Um, if Ayers can find some something like what Snyder did and maybe get the petitions and everything, you know what, I'm all for him releasing his version of the movie. I will watch it. Will it be better? I don't know. Will Jared Leto kill it as a Joker? Probably not. He was a shitty Joker. Nobody liked him as the Joker. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm all for the directors wanting to release their own cuts, especially whenever it's tied to a WB project and a WB DC project where you just know that the studio was overly involved with it. So, you know, I get what he's saying. Like, that wasn't his movie that was released the theater. That wasn't Zack Snyder's movie that was released in the theater. So, yeah, I mean, I say, you know, let him do it. What's what's it going to hurt? It's going to be more revenue for the Suicide Squad movie and more revenue for WB. Plain and simple. To that note, TJ. Uh, Why don't they like money? To that note, TJ, when asked... Chair and CEO of Warner Brothers Media Studio and Networks Group told Variety back in March, we won't be developing David Iyer's cut of Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs) To which this article says, calls for the release of Iyer's cut, however, continue. 
do you think you think uh I find it fascinating. And I mean I guess they did this with uh Snyder Cut too. It took them like 4 years to finally get beaten down to to accept releasing Snyder's Cut. Like is that just what's going to have to happen? They're just going to have to keep beating down the door of David Ayer's cut and releasing it to to finally motivate people. I've also now heard there's now an online uh, group start happening about releasing Sam Raimi's cut of Spider-Man 3. Apparently there is an entirely different film for Spider-Man 3 that's just basically got hacksawed, bonesawed its way uh, through to, to make the crap that we got for Spider-Man 3, but there's like more Venom, like actual Venom not what we got, Venom. Uh, a better story to the Sandman arc. Uh, a better story to the the love triangle between Peter, uh, Mary Jane, and uh, Harry Osborn. More to the Harry Osborn story to give it more teeth, as opposed to him just showing up and being like, "I forgive you, buddy." Blah, I'm dead. Uh, you know, just more to it all. Uh, so like, we're now entering a stage where, I mean, I guess we just start Kickstarters for like. The movie we watched was crap. Did the director make a different cut? All right, we want to see that now. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm with you, TJ. Why don't just like... I thought that people were just now intentionally doing this of like, hey, make like three cuts. Get We'll go with the one that's about the middle ground that maybe we'll think be profitable. But let's hold off on the really wild director one. And uh, when people maybe don't like this, we'll say, well, maybe maybe you should start talking about your director's cut and maybe we throw it out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, but I don't... Yeah. I mean, I want to see more of Jared Leto's Joker. Unfortunately, I do. But the thing that I want from a Suicide Squad movie, I'll never get. I want Batman, I want Joker, and then I want the Suicide Squad. And I want all three of those things somehow smashing into each other by the climax of the third act. That's what I want. Yeah, I, I remember I remember when the movie first came out that they were talking uh Joker's like he had a much larger role throughout yeah. the entire movie and then the movie that we got he was hardly in it at all. Yep. Um you know I mean it's, just, it's like these director's cuts it's nothing new for Warner Brothers and DC Comics. I mean look at the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. You know, he was kicked off the project. Someone else finished the movie, and then he later got to go back and, and do his cut of the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, Zack Snyder did it, of course, with, with Justice League. You know, why not? Why not let them? You know, why? It, it, here's the thing that gets me is like these executives at these movie companies like WB, you know, like their DC thing. It's like sometimes they don't have any idea what the source material is. So they don't see either they get the wrong director or they get the right director and they and the director makes the right movie, but they don't like something because, Oh, well this reason or that reason. So cut it out, chop it down, do reshoots. I just asked the creator of uh Hellstrom, uh, a Marvel, a very obscure Marvel comic property that recently got made into a, a Hulu television series. Uh, and the creator of that comic recently has went on record saying it would be appreciative if someone that was making something based on Hellstrom would have actually read the the source material before making a series. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I mean, just ask Stephen King, man. Stephen King would appreciate people reading his books before making his movies. <laughs> That's why he's a well, crotchety old man. Okay, so to that point, they do, but they go, 
there's no way we can do this on film because we can't make a movie that is 48 hours long. So they're like, we got to condense that down to an hour and a half, which means we have to leave out a bunch of this important stuff and somehow still make it relevant, fun, and people would like to watch it. Superhero movie? Superhero <laughs> movie that's an hour and a half? Jeez, Jared, what is this, 1998? Well, yeah, no, <laughs> that doesn't happen back, anymore. Harken, harken back to Saving Private Ryan days, which was not a Stephen King book. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, Marvel, Marvel Eternals is 157 minutes long, so that's... Well, good. Uh, God. Two, and a, two right. and a half hours right there of fun. All right, let me pencil it in for Monday night. And then, like, <laughs> and like Dune's like three hours. I know that's not a comic book movie, but I, oh, I, my I have God. it. Is it bad? Okay, let me put it this way. I was, oh. I, I was sitting at work today. Not a whole lot was going on. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to watch Dune. Oops, sorry, Jared. I'm going to try to watch Dune. So I, I turned it on three minutes into the movie. I was already bored and turned it off. So You're good, Jared. You could put your headset back on. I okay. didn't want any spoilers because I still want to at least give it a shot. That's fair. And That's fair. TJ is. I didn't hear what you said, TJ, but I know TJ when he gets he gets a certain look, and I think, oh man, gloom and doom. Um, and so, and I, and I kind of we even talked about it. I kind of expected this one to be gloom and doom, but I kind of want to watch it anyway just to see how much of it. But I don't need TJ telling me why. <laughs> well, here let's let's pivot. I'm just saying I turned it off after three minutes, so. Let's that's all I'm going to say. And that's why I took my headphones off. Well, speaking of three minutes, uh, that's a bad segue because it doesn't have anything to do with three minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like recent... your mom should have been in that. Your mom. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> speaking of three minutes, our dad. Ho, oh, take that. Oh! <laughs> um. So uh, there's recently been, I mean, one time he surprised us, and I think he was. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he probably turned it on, heard a couple things, and then just sat back, started drinking some but, beers. Actually, okay, okay, okay. Melissa, on, Melissa I, notified I, I, him. Melissa, no, she's like, okay, your son. So that's what I was. That's what sons. I was gonna say. He came up to me at work and he was like, "Yeah, Melissa was watching your podcast, so I thought I had to get on there and watch it too." <laughs> Y'all are kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, eh, that's about. I don't it. know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> that's that's the praise I expected. Why don't you talk about the outlaw Josie Wales? <laughs> you boys haven't watched any John Wayne lately, have you? Um, so, <laughs> Man of, of Steel. Are our Facebook friends and know our father. <laughs> You'll get that. The rest of you, it's fun. The rest of you, forget about it. Uh, so, forget Man of Steel. It. There was an online Twitter. Twitter apparently exploded with with cries for. Uh, and questions to this. Is Man of Steel 1 the best Superman movie? And then people took it a step further and have said that Man of Steel is the best comic book movie. Do you agree with either of those statements? And if not, which is the best Superman movie? I, I don't want to get into the best the best comic book movie because we will all have different tastes and it's going to be a Batman movie. But <laughs> Alright, TJ! Oh, wow. Starting off with me. Is Man of Steel the best Superman movie? Visually? Uh, with special effects? Sure. Story-wise? Oh, hell no. Superman 2. Best Superman movie. All right. uh, the original, yeah, I mean, just the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. It's like, that's kind of, that's kind of the, you know, what you compare all the DC movies and the comic book movies and everything to, is that really kind of started... That's just what I grew up on. That's what I started watching. I mean, visually, like the special effects, everything that goes on in Man of Steel are great. But there's a lot of 
things that are just weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm trying to find a way. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of what it was that just kind of threw me off. It was just like Zod and then their ship, like not having earth's atmosphere and them not being able to breathe on earth's atmosphere. But then suddenly like after three minutes being like, Oh yeah, no, I can breathe and I have powers where like Superman shows him as a kid. That's another thing. It shows Superman more as a kid growing up, but it's, it's, it's still, eh. and, and Jonathan Kent, man, that's, it's not, you know, basically like Superman don't do anything, you know, you know, you have all these powers. You should never use them to help people. <laughs> 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 With great know. power comes not doing a damn thing, son. Yeah. So, like storytelling wise, like I like, I think Superman Two is is the best Superman movie. Gerard. Well, um, I you know for once I'm gonna pull a TJ here. So uh, hang on, hang on, wait, let me. All right, ask me again, Cag. Jared is Man of Steel the best Superman comic movie? Yeah, no, I agree with TJ. <laughs> literally, literally word for word what he said um i get that the visual effects are stunning but like think of where we've come from since the first superman which was what 78 79 and superman 2 just had the um, the greatest story again next to new nightmare my favorite film but like the story in superman 2 was like everything was there it had all the elements of like even where he turns human and then bamboozle did he freeze uh-oh uh -oh. am i done oh there am you i here back. you're back you're what back. happened you got you the last thing you heard bamboozle 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 there's a bamboo is a french word you see it on the satan frazzle uh, i'm um, thinking you were saying bamboozled but we just got nope, bamboozled bamboozled what which is what i am right now bamboozled <laughs> um <laughs> no so yeah, Superman two to was was my favorite Superman movie, just because it did. I did I like three was weird and four was good, but it like seemed too cartoony almost. Like two is one of that, and the first one was good, but it was a lot of setup and a lot of kind of unknowns, a lot of grabbing Lois's ass accidentally. Accident. Um, well, that that accident. wasn't her. That wasn't her ass. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It was her um um um, um opposite ass. <laughs> um, I believe in England they call it a fanny. <laughs> a fanny. She was grabbed by the fanny. Um. So yeah, no, I agree with TJ literally with everything he said, which doesn't happen very often. Um. Yeah. So, but the real question here, show leader, mentor of ours, what do you think? Um. I mean, Man of Steel has the hairiest Superman I've ever seen, right? True, uh, true, like, true. Like, there was, like, a, a nice. point, there was, like, a point of contention of, like, Superman shouldn't have no gosh dang chest hair and pubic <laughs> hair. He's a clean, smooth alien boy that's fighting the world for America. Um, I, I, I never, I, I just wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel. It didn't capture my attention. It just, I didn't like the way... I didn't like the way the story paced. I thought it was weird that it eventually became. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, right? That uh, alien plant or an alien culture that basically got wiped out wants to eventually get to the we must procreate. Um, but their thing was like we must f the earth to procreate, and it's like, well, 
Um, I guess, but like, I don't care about that story. I want General Zod to to try to rule us. Like, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't care about this fertility clinic part. Like, I don't. Like, that's not what I want. That's not what I care about. Give me you know, Brainiac. You know, another thing about it too is like they come to Earth and. They're like, we're going to terraform this planet and kill all life on it so that we can populate it with Kryptonians and make it a new Krypton. Yet we have powers here. Yeah. It's like, can't you do that even and then just kill planet. everybody and then with, keep the powers? <laughs> you know? Wouldn't it like, have been easier to go to a non-populated planet, terraformed it, and just taken that over? Yeah, it's uh, Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, Mars at the time of the expanse <laughs> or Mars now? They need to go through the they need to go through the rings, man. They need to go through the rings. Oh, that's right. Right, right, right. <laughs> they need to go to new planet Nemec. Listen, this happened in Dragon Ball Z. The original <laughs> planet Nemec got blown up by Frieza, which is basically a ripoff of the of the uh, Superman lineage storyline. Uh, so they just need to go to a new planet. They just need to collect all of the magic Dragon Balls, make a wish to the Dragon Shenlong, uh, and then they will have their own planet for Zod. And then they can bow before Zod. Brilliant. <laughs> um, comic book movie-wise, I think it's offensive anyone says this is the best comic book movie. I'll listen to you if you want to discuss um, uh, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. I will listen to that conversation. If you want to go with Captain America Winter Soldier, I will listen to that conversation. Outside of that, I don't know, I might fight you for a couple of the other ones that you try to throw in there, because I feel like those two are, like, my top two. Um, but Man of Steel just doesn't hit my radar as the best comic book movie. Maybe that's my fault. I think the best Superman movie is the movie that didn't get made starring a long-haired Nicolas Cage. Until that movie's made, until we release the cage cut, I'll never be satisfied. I'll never be that's satisfied. Fair. All right.